Welcome to an exciting bonus edition of the Uptime Wind Energy Podcast, where we explore the latest innovations in the wind industry. I'm your host, Alan Hall, along with my co-host, Joel Saxon. And today we have a game-changing topic that's sure to spark your interest. As we know, the wind industry is relentlessly striving for greater efficiency and cost-effectiveness. And one of the key areas that is undergoing significant changes is the bolted connections. Today, we have the pleasure of hosting Pete Andrews, Managing Director at Ecobolt, a UK-based company that is revolutionizing bolt inspections. Instead of traditional retensioning methods, Ecobolt has introduced a faster and more accurate approach that has the potential to transform the way the wind industry thinks about bolts. So join us as we delve deeper into the complexities of bolt connections in, in wind and discover the cutting-edge technology that Ecobolt is bringing to the table. Pete, welcome to the program. Hi, Alan. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. So one of the, the concerns out in the industry at the moment is what is happening with all these bolted connections and some of the problems we're seeing in bolted connections, in particular in the United States, we're seeing a lot of issues with uh, blade bolts and foundation bolts. Are you seeing some of the same things over in Europe and the UK? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's really a story of two halves with bolted connections on wind turbines Either your bolts are behaving in a static manner and are fine and you can almost leave them alone for the life of the asset or you have persistent problems and it's exactly the same story for us. It's blade to blade bearing connections, sometimes foundations where you get um, degradation of concrete, etc. And so we're really helping customers focus in on those problem joints and hopefully engineer ways and investigate and help them solve the issues that they're having. A question for you, Pete. So when we talk bolted connections, right, on the wind turbine, we're mainly talking uh, tower to foundation. We're talking tower section to tower section and usually tower to bolts, or I mean tower to blades, sorry, tower to bolts. is, is Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, but uh, to the blades. So do you run it when you talk about like there, it's a dichotomy, right? It's either you're having problems or you're just beautiful and, and everything chugs along and it's business as usual. When you guys are out there and you don't have to name any because we don't want to, we don't want to uh, drag anybody through the mud too bad, but are there certain kind of like, so we deal with blades and there's certain models of blades that we know, like, oh, if someone calls me and says they have a lightning issue, like, ooh, what kind of blades you got? You know, and we, and we kind of know, or, hey, we're having, you know, root cracks. What kind of blades you got? Oh, yeah, we know. So is there certain um, tower section models and, and, you know, foundation designs or uh, blade, uh, you know, root sections that you guys know, like, oh, if someone calls and says, hey, we've got this. Oh, yeah, we've seen that problem before. Echable to the rescue. We've got a solution for that. It's often the case that when you're, you've got issues in the operations phase, the root cause stems from the construction and installation. And, and very often it's when joints have been talked in a relatively uncontrolled manner that the bolt-to-bolt -bolt variability and the initial preload wasn't where the design intended. The kind of rule of bolted connections is whatever you think your tension or preload is you've got less and that's just the way it is particularly if you've taught the joints so where we've got long thin blade studs that have been torque tightened instead of stretch tensioned um, often they haven't achieved the preload that that would have been desirable during installation 
And the same is true with foundations. So early on in the offshore industry in Europe, a lot of the monopile to transition piece um, foundation connections were talked and they're very large M72 bolts. Um, and we've seen multiple times that those joints haven't achieved the preload and have therefore been um, problematic in the operational phase. So I think if, if you came to me and said, I'm having issues with my um, with a particular connection, the first thing would be, what are your installation QA records? How how was it installed? And probably, let's say ninety percent of the time, that's where your your issue lies. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and and uh, I guess in that, man, if you had a uh, now, I'm thinking I'm putting on like my my construction hat. So if I was on a site and I had a hundred towers and I had an issue with one of them right away and I looked at QA records then I would say like, okay, give me the QA records from that team or that team lead who was working on these. And let's go check all of those within this wind farm, because that might be somewhere where you could, you know, as an art, as, as a armchair root cause analysis study, say like, all right, if we're having some issues with this one, we maybe have an issues with other ones that are done by the same, the same group of people. It's certainly the case that, you could end up with uncalibrated equipment. So you get an incorrect hydraulic pressure, for example, or corners can be cut where you have multi-stage processes. You know, you're supposed to say, talk to 50%, 75%, 100%, and who was bypass that. But the, the main thing I'd say is if you're thinking about when you're installing turbines, do a percentage where you you prove the preload from your installation process, prove to yourself that the process you're following will deliver the correct output. And it, it, it only need be, you know, on a large site, let's say 100 turbines, five or 10%, you just check and verify. Um, but I'd say it's, it's more the procedure more often than an individual team or piece of equipment that um, that's, could be improved. So peat bolts stretch when they're tightened. That's the whole point, right? Is that we they go through a process of the 50%, 75%, 100% on tensioning because the bolts actually physically stretch. And that's where echo bolt steps in because, and I want you to walk through your technology here, but essentially you're relying on the fact that as bolts are tensioned, they get longer. So can you walk us through what Echo Bolt does with that knowledge? Yeah, so perhaps if I just take a step back to say, what does the industry currently do in order to maintain the integrity of these bolted joints? And it's typically a, a check tightening approach. So um, technicians would go out and maybe Retighten ten percent of the bolts on each turbine each year, or one hundred percent every five years, and see effectively if the nut moves. If it and if it doesn't, the bolts deemed um, okay. There are a couple of issues with that approach. First off, is it takes a long time, and it's a lot of heavy hydraulic equipment, a lot of manual handling, a lot of technician time, and turbine downtime. So it costs a lot of money. Um, our sort of rule of thumb is that in Europe, it probably costs you something in the region of a million euros per installed gigawatt per year 
just to go and routinely tighten bolts. So it's a really significant cost. It's probably the, the single biggest maintenance activity that's done in wind. Um, so obviously that's a problem. The, the second issue is you aren't proving the load in the bolt. You're just validating if the nut tighten, um, if the nut turns. And if the nut seized, then it's not going to turn whether or not the bolt is tight. And so we've seen operators who have been operating wind turbines tightening the bolts in this way, um, thinking everything's fine, but actually the nut has just corroded to the bolt and they don't have the load that they had. So there are some really fundamental flaws in what we're doing as a status quo. And you're absolutely right, Alan. So what we do at Ecobolt is, is look to validate the stretch or the elongation of the bolt. So we try and prove that the bolt has got the load in it directly rather than inferred through a um, amount of turn. And we use, um, primarily use ultrasonic measurement techniques. So it's really an extension of a non-destructive testing um, method where traditionally you might use it for thickness checking on a boilerplate. It's that sort of um, sending out a, a pulse of energy, measuring the time for it to return to, to measure the thickness of a material is what we're using on bolts and it can be extremely accurate so we can sort of um we can measure to let's say half the width of a hair in terms of our level of accuracy um the bolts on wind turbines are really can be very significant so the bolts can be half a meter long and will stretch by over a, over a millimeter so we can be very accurate um in determining whether or not bolts have lost load or um and are operating at the load they should be the major advantage of this is that you can you can monitor a sample of the site you you don't have to go and measure every single bolt if you can prove that 10 or 15 percent of your turbines are healthy with a good margin then that finding is you can extrapolate that finding across the whole park so rather than revisiting every turbine every year to go and do 10 percent of the bolts you can really be far more targeted and treat this as a condition-based um, inspection technique and only widen the sample if if you start seeing issues so instead of basically pulling on bolts to tension them to usually 90 percent as the number i hear quite a bit you can actually just put one of your sensors on there and say yes this bolt is is in tension because we know how long it is yeah that's exactly right so it's, it, it's just a small handheld device uh, very quick to deploy we sort of probably in the order of 10 seconds per bolt to do a measurement so it's kind of you're carrying around something that almost fits in your pocket rather than trying to lift lots of equipment, hydraulic hoses, pumps, retentioners, et cetera, all over the turbine. So it's, yeah, it's a really, um, really efficient way of um, achieving a, a good inspection result. Yeah, man. I'm thinking, especially for guys going up tower, 
like it's easy to it's easy to back a truck up to the foundation uh of the tur- turbine and check some bolts but when you got to start going up tower and you're ha- hauling hydraulic hoses equipment kits pumps all this stuff up that sucks so if you can go up there with just a, a little handheld device and you know strapped on with a nice carabiner clip so you, you're not dropping you you know you're avoiding the the dropped object syndrome like man that's that's great that's uh that's a a game changer for the industry particularly when you start to get into looking at blade blade bolts and you need to access the hub and you're kind of often on the smaller onshore machines it might be an external access so you're over the nose cone trying to get in each time you need to turn the shaft pitch the blades you're in and out and in and out um it can be a very laborious process and sort of anything that can that you can do to streamline that really pays dividends in terms of the turbine downtime. So you're you're saving about ninety percent of the time, at least ninety percent of the time. If you're checking blade bolts, tower bolts, it that has to be a relatively fast process com- compared to retensioning all those bolts and, and like Joel was saying, all the equipment hauled up and down the tower. That, that's a huge financial savings. Yeah, I mean it, it's a much quicker inspection, and in general we're inspecting far fewer turbines. So you're absolutely right. We would say we would expect to take the turbine off for less than 10% of the time of your kind of status quo um, and it's fewer technician days. So, you know, it can be a really substantial saving for, um, for operators of wind assets. So walk us through what this uh, EchoBolt solution looks like. If I'm a customer and I have, I'm in Oklahoma, I have a hundred turbines out there and I, I know it's been a couple of years. I know I have some bolting issues. I call you. What does that look like? Walk me through that process. So I suppose the first thing is to understand whether or not you are having problems or you suspect that you have a, a problem joint. If the answer is no, then you're into sort of, okay, what can we do to um, replace our scheduled retightening activity? And the Echobolt offering there is either we come and deliver a service for you, we send our technicians to inspect your site, or we train up your team. Training course would typically be two days um, and we could lease or sell you the kit. And what we would do is then put in place with you a kind of recommendation how many turbines we should inspect. So let's say you've got 100 turbines, we're going to inspect 15% and do 15. Um, We typically aim to, to complete a turbine a day. So... For most onshore turbines, it's probably two technicians can inspect the whole, all the bolts in a turbine in a day. Um, it's probably one in the hub, one doing everything else. So we would then aim for your 100 turbine site to have inspected all the bolts in 15 turbines in 15 days and set a baseline that we can monitor from going forward and then year on year expect those same 15 turbines as i said at the start for the majority of joints in wind they are really stable they aren't losing load and you'll find very quickly that you build up a trend and can be confident that the preload is maintained and you're not going to have any problems 
the flip side is if you do have a problem connection like a blade to blade bearing where you're finding failed studs and you're having to periodically go in and replace and um, repair damage etc what we would do there is something a bit more investigative so we would go with you and look at what's the existing preload what's the maximum load we could put in the bolt safely what's your installation method can we improve your tightening process to add preload to the joint safely? Because the majority of failures are fatigue failures where you, you don't have enough load, the connection is opening, and the bolt's seeing far greater dynamic load than it's designed for, so it fails prematurely. So the kind of number one remedy is to try and raise the preload in the joint um, to try and guard against that fatigue failure so it's slightly different if if you have a a problem that you're trying to engineer out we end up in a bit more of an investigative um, mode but for let's say 90 95 percent of the um, connections out there we would just replace your annual i'm going to retighten one every 10 bolts to we'll re we'll ultrasonically inspect all the bolts on 10% of the site. One of the use cases I'm seeing here, Pete, is that uh, we're starting to see a lot of acquisitions, mergers and acquisitions in the US, where company XYZ is buying company AB's assets. And it's and it's like, every time we turn around, it's like, oh, so-and-so sold, and some of them are huge, right? Some So-and-so sold $4 billion in assets. Oh, this wind farm was bought by these people. This wind farm was bought by these people. So when you have this, this juggle, of record keeping and who's responsible in O&M activities, right? Because it might be commissioning day, installation contractor hands over to OEM, even though an asset owner owns it. So OEM might maintain it for five years or 10 years or whatever, but then that might pass to the asset owner now doing the, the O&M activities themselves. And then two years after that, they might sell the whole thing to someone else. So now there's like the chain of custody is three, four different companies long that may not have involved in the project for 10 years. So as a asset, uh, as the purchaser of that asset, it's like, how do, how do you trust the record keeping and all these things that come in? So it might be, it might be really smart for someone that's acquiring a wind farm to say, you know what? Let's get Echo Bolt in here. Let's check all these to make sure that we are, you know, we're running this risk free or, you know, controlling our risk as, as good as we can because you just never know what could happen because, you you know, you can look through the records all you want, but you might find you're, you're going to find gaps. I know that because we're requesting records all the time for for cases and you just don't get stuff. So I think that that's a huge use case that um, uh, anybody out there buying a wind farm. Uh, should look into this in, in, in my mind. That's the smart thing to do, right? It's like um, going over a car when you first buy a used car and checking all the lug nuts. <laughs> You're absolutely right that there are some sort of high value or high, um, high benefit moments of time in an asset's life. So there's obviously installation. We've spoken about that. Using this as an installation QA tool can be really valuable. There's the period where your OEM is probably servicing your turbine and you've got a warranty. So before your warranty ends is another high value time. Make sure you kind of can, can prove that you don't have serial defects, et cetera, out there in your fleet. Um, any of those 
changes in ownership, as you said. But then the other one that we're increasingly seeing in Europe is um, life extension. So we're getting to year 20, year 25. Operators are thinking, how do I, how do I give myself confidence that these assets are safe to continue to, to operate? And one of the ways we can do that is help them in the few years um, prior to build up a trend to say, okay, we know these joints have been operating in a good envelope and that they're stable. And so the design conservatism that was built in um, on day one, we are happy that, that that can be reduced. And it's you know a similar way to how people might do structural fatigue monitoring over time to try and prove that they can extend an asset's life we can do the same thing with the bolts and so you know there are these key interventions that you can make at strategic points in in the um life of the site and what i'd always say is that a few years trend is so much more valuable than a single data point so you can get a data point to say yes we know to load in this bolt but if you know that it's going down versus stable or going up which is unlikely um that's a more useful piece of information so you always want to think two or three years out from these key moments and sort of plan how you're going to address them pete one of the uh things we like to talk about is the customer experience and i i imagine the customer experience with ecobolt has been really good because you're actually saving them a, a bunch of time and money but also giving them peace of mind yeah it's been an interesting journey for us because obviously we're quite a new company i guess there is some nervousness about trialing a new technology with a relatively unknown entity so i suppose our our customer journey has often been to pilot the technology at a small scale but i think almost every pilot we've done has led to a, a wider site-wide or fleet-wide deployment so it's sort of really good feedback for us that customers are coming back so that's that's the first thing um but yeah the sort of typical interaction as i sort of said it's it, it's one of two things we're either investigating a problem and then it's a bit um organic we're, lo we're looking at different solutions and different technologies and sort of coming together to find a way forward or we're just doing a direct replacement of a check tightening philosophy. I think in that latter case, we've been able to show customers year on year, um, bulk preload isn't changing. They've been able to make decisions to drop big bulk retightening campaigns. So say uh, probably the first customer we did was an offshore foundation connection They've got over five years of ultrasonic um, measurement data, but in year five they had to do a hundred. They would have had to do a hundred percent retighten of all of the joints. So it's a over a hundred turbines. These are confined space entry, big um, tensioners. You know the tensioner tool weighs over hundred kilos. So it's a huge effort. It it would have been millions of euros a um, cost to do 100% of those bolts retightening. But with five years of data, we were able to show there's been no change in preload and there's nothing to gain by 
um, retightening those bolts and they've eliminated that um, that step and saved that cost. And that's sort of the story we're seeing increasingly as we do different joints, different areas of the turbine. The, you know, in the vast majority of cases, you can save over 90% of that million euros per gigawatt that you're currently spending. So hopefully, in general, our, our customers are quite pleased <laughs> to have engaged us. Yeah, I, I bet they are really pleased uh, because it's all about controlling costs right now and making sure your turbines are operating at peak efficiency. The Echo Bolt story is really amazing, Pete. So, Pete, how how do people contact you? How do they reach out to Echo Bolt? Yes, there's a few ways. Um, we're active on LinkedIn, and you can find me direct and my colleagues. Probably the simplest way is our website, which is www.echobolt.co.uk. Um, and from the website, you can get some case studies, see what we're about, and there's links to get in touch on there but um yeah i'd just say if your audience is interested in the topic would like to learn more or like to um, understand what's involved in doing this sort of inspection please reach out and we're always happy to speak to people yeah pete it's been great having you on the podcast i've wanted to talk to you and learn about ecobolt for at least the last year so i'm finally glad to have you on the podcast. So Pete, thanks so much for being on. We look forward to hearing more from Echo Bolt. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Joel. It was good meeting you both. Mm-hmm.